Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Friday, August 7th, 2020. Today's poem is by William Shakespeare, and it comes from one of his plays, Richard II, and it's one of the more famous soliloquies in all of Shakespeare, one of my favorites. It comes from Act Two, Scene One, and these words are, uh, are given, the soliloquy is given by John of Gaunt, who is dying. And you probably know it best for its famous first line, this royal throne of kings, this sceptered isle. So I'm going to read about uh, 27 lines in this soliloquy. It goes like this. This royal throne of kings, this sceptered isle, this earth of majesty, this seat of Mars, this other Eden, demi-paradise, this fortress built by nature for herself against infection in the hand of war, this happy breed of men, this little world, this precious stone set in a silver sea, which serves it in the office of a wall or as a mode defensive to a house against the envy of less happier lands. This blessed plot, this earth, this realm, this England, this nurse, this teeming womb of royal kings, feared by their breed and famous for their birth, renowned for their deeds as far from home for Christian service and true chivalry, as is the sepulchre and stubborn Jewry of the world's ransom, blessed Mary's son. This land of such dear souls, this dear, dear land, dear for her reputation through the world, is now leased out. I die pronouncing it like to a tenement or pelting farm. England, bound in with the triumphant sea, whose rocky shore beats back the envious siege of watery Neptune, is now bound in with shame, with inky blots and rotten parchment bonds. That England that was wont to conquer others hath made a shameful conquest of itself. So this, this soliloquy from, from Richard II might be Shakespeare's most famous example of anaphora, the repetition of a word or phrase at the beginning of successive clauses. In fact, it might be the greatest example of that in all of literature. Uh, as, you know, and, and people have been trying to imitate it to varying degrees of success since this was written in the 1590s. And I think it's clear why so many great performers have been able to to do such a job with this this uh, this dying man's speech where he bemoans what has happened to his country. And I think all people can sort of empathize with what this character is going through. Whether we're saying something has happened to our family, something has happened to our careers, something has happened to our inner life, you know, something has happened to the work that we've, you know, our gardens, whatever it is, uh, things fall apart and, and, and there's a... And we rightly mourn when those things do fall apart like that. But the way Shakespeare builds to that is so uh, profound because there's this deep, rich poetry uh, at the beginning of this, the beginning of the soliloquy where John of God is calling this place in Eden. It's a demi-paradise. You know, he is rejoicing and celebrating the beauty and the wonder, the magic of this place that he calls home. And through that anaphora, that's reinforced, 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 reinforced. And then the poem turns, and he begins to mourn the loss of that. He begins to say, we had all these advantages to protect ourselves, and yet we ate our own. We had all these advantages 
to protect ourselves from outside forces. And yet we, we fought amongst ourselves and all those advantages became meaningless because we couldn't protect ourselves from ourselves. We couldn't preserve the, the magic of what we had. Um, this, of course, there's, there's a lot of politics going on here and in, in, you know, behind the scenes, there's a lot of history that we, that could be explored. But the beautiful thing about Shakespeare is how often these soliloquies become, become poems that are universally applicable, that all of us can latch on to, even if we're not tied, even if we don't know much about the history or the politics in Richard II, a, uh, a soliloquy like this can, um, can resonate nonetheless. And so with that, I will read it one more time. This is John of Gaunt's uh, deathbed soliloquy from Act 2, Scene 1 of Richard II. This royal throne of kings, this sceptered isle, this earth of majesty, this seat of Mars, this other Eden demi-paradise, this fortress built by nature for herself against infection and the hand of war, this happy breed of men, this little world, this precious stone set in a silver sea which serves it in the office of a wall or as a moat defensive to a house against the envy of less happier lands. This blessed plot, this earth, this realm, this England, this nurse, this teeming womb of royal kings feared by their breed and famous for their birth, renowned for their deeds as far from home for Christian service and true chivalry as is the sepulcher and stubborn Jewry of the world's ransom, blessed Mary's son. This land of such dear souls, this dear Dear land, dear for her reputation through the world, is now leased out. I die pronouncing it like to a tenement or pelting farm. England, bound in with the triumphant sea whose rocky shore beats back the envious siege of watery Neptune, is now bound in with shame with inky blots and rotten parchment bonds. That England, that was wont to conquer others, hath made a shameful conquest of itself. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday with another poem for you.